Hey everyone, my name is Caleb. And I'm Ben, and you are listening to Tribal Talk, a survivor podcast. Survivor fans to this edition of Tribal Talk. My voice is brought to you by um, the coronavirus, uh, which I actually don't have. Whoo! <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Um, what I have is influenza B, most likely. So our world is topsy-turvy, everything's upside down, nobody knows what's going on anymore, so what we are going to do is provide for you fans an escape. We are not going to mention the coronavirus. Well, except for after this, because Ben, well, did, you see, did you see that the current taping of season 41 has been indefinitely postponed due to coronavirus? So yes. that's, that's it. That's my only piece of news. But that's the only one. And then also they canceled March Madness, which I didn't know legally you could do. I also thought that was not allowed. I thought Congress had to pass like a law and amend the Constitution, and they just did it. Someone just someone just said March Madness is not a thing, and everyone's just like, okay. Yeah, I kind of expected more of a mutiny. Yeah, so nothing makes sense anymore. We're going to provide for you fans an escape into into Survivor. Those are the only two things that we were going to talk about that were not Survivor related. That's so, right. So here we go. That's our promise to you. You can take that one to the bank. Um, but if you go to the bank, make sure that you wash <laughs> your hands and use hand sanitizer above 60% and don't touch your face. content. Don't touch your face. So, All right, Ben, take us into the episode. Okay, so Survivor. Man, I just love this season so much. I I can't stop smiling when I think about it, when I'm watching it. I'm just, I get all bent out of shape, and it's it's so great to see these great players uh, struggle. And this is what, Caleb, this is what I've been looking for. This Every single time we get together and talk, I'm like, why isn't Rob scared? Well, this episode we got to see boston robert in a state of panic the first question was boston robert's fate sealed as soon as the new buffs were revealed during the tribe swap i think that boston rob's torch was snuffed basically as soon as he drew that green buff and i think he was really done over by the fact that even though the former Sele men, the now Yara men, had the majority of the five on their tribe, you really couldn't have picked a worse majority of players to be, quote-unquote, the majority. Like Adam and Ben were saying, they were a really fractured group of three players. Right. They had worked against each other extensively. They were just dumping all of their dirty laundry to Sophie and Sarah, who are very, very smart players who you really shouldn't be telling this stuff to unless you intend on working with them. And when I heard all that happening, it was apparent to me that unless Boston Rob could pull out some magic, and we've seen him pull out some magic before, but unless yeah, he could definitely. really, really lay it on thick, he wasn't going to be able to make it through another vote. Once I saw that Sophie got that idol, it was it was done. It was really kind of a bummer because I was like, what are Ben and I going to talk about on this podcast? <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about now for the rest of this season now that our number one guy is gone? But, you know, it is what it is. 
Yeah, your number were our number two guys. Really, uh, really coming up though. The 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 Yule Meister, the uh, the Godfather Light. Uh, I think he's gonna provide us all the content we need. Also, Sandra, if she keeps spilling those gaffes out of her mouth in front of everybody, <laughs> we'll talk about that. But I'll I'll get I'll get to my answer. I think I don't believe that any player's fate is sealed, so to speak, in this game. There's enough things that you can do. For instance, finding an idol. If he had been able to find an idol uh, on the uh, on the island, he he would have had an out there. Um, although I don't know who would have given his half to, maybe Ben would be the only person dumb enough to actually to actually give it back to him. But uh, I I I I do think he was pretty dang cl- he 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 knew he was in a really bad way, and uh, the reason is because for two reasons basically. So he's the biggest threat, the the highest profile player that was on that tribe by far. The only players with a profile in my mind as high as his would be either Sandra or Parvati. Um, right. Each of those were on each of the other tribes. And pr- particularly Sandra, I'd say, with her, um, <laughs> her quote, opportunity to get out the biggest threats Yikes. comment yeah. <laughs> in front of everyone on the entire island. And uh, b- But between Sandra and Rob, they're, they're in the most trouble, I think. Um, and without Parvati or Sandra as his shields, we saw something finally that we haven't seen in an incredibly long time, and that is a scared Boston Robert. And that brings us to our next question. Was the buddy system on steroids smart or stupid? You have to pick one, smart or stupid. Because the question is smart or stupid, I will say smart. Did it work? Obviously not. I think it was the best move he could have made. What else was he supposed to do? If he allowed them to make individual conversations, take off from camp in twos and threes without him there, I think the outcome would have been exactly the same. The only thing that maybe would have changed is if he could have somehow convinced Sophie and Sarah that he was the guy that they needed to keep around for the shield. But unfortunately, right now, there's still Yule, there's still Parvati, there's still Sandra, there's still Tony. There's a lot of people that are more threatening to other players in the game than Sophie and Sarah. So Rob didn't really have that play. What did he have? He had the argument that, hey, we were all on Sele together before we became Yara. We need to play old school Survivor together and vote together. So let's all stay together in the camp. Don't go off. And let's go tonight and vote off Sarah. And with maybe any other season, it would have worked. I mean, he was sitting there sharpening the machete. He was doing every intimidation so, thing that so he wanted to. Top. It was nuts. He was just really turning up the heat. Feel how sharp it is. Uh, I, I think in a tribe that's bigger, too, maybe this would have worked. But in a tribe of five, all it takes is one little thing from Ben or Adam to look at them on their way to tribal and say, Rob, it's Rob. It's Rob. We're voting Rob tonight. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. It doesn't take much yeah. longer than about ten seconds to get on the same page. You have five people. You need three. Much votes. less That's than that. It. You can literally just head nod. You can literally just head nod. Agreed. Yeah. So again, it was smart. I don't know what else he really could have done, but it just wasn't enough. I think he was screwed from the moment they got those buffs. Yeah. Um. I kind of have to disagree with you on this one. I think it was stupid. Let me let me explain what happened. For we have several fans of this show that don't watch Survivor. So that is that is true. <laughs> so <laughs> you wouldn't think that they would listen, but they do. <laughs> How does that happen? So so 
bless your hearts, Boston Rob, uh, was put on a tribe of five with two people he had never played with, essentially, and two people who did not trust him at all. And instead of playing Survivor, Boston Rob panicked. When you have, this is just a fact of life, right? When you have someone who loves to control things, and that fear starts to take over their mental processes, and they start to panic, that desire to control things goes completely rampant. And we've seen Rob get away with this before. But when he got away with it before, he was in a bigger tribe, and he had other people do the buddy system thing. There were people who were bought into the system and in this case, it was it was way too small of a group. And what he created was a very awkward situation where people felt intimidated. And anyone worth their salt in this game that feels intimidated by somebody and feels bullied is going to look at that person and say, I want them off this island. Especially with the amount of just awkward energy. I mean, okay, l- let me just say this. I think... The Yara tribe, if I had drawn that green buff and I had seen the rest of the four that were on <laughs> that tribe, yeah, man. I would have tried Ooh. to swap it out. I'd have dropped it and then like grabbed somebody else and been like, oops, you dropped your, your green buff. Whisper to someone next to you, hey, do you want to swap? <laughs> Please swap me. Oh, no, 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 no. How bad was the Yara tribe? I mean, they had the worst beach, arguably the worst. Well, they had to rebuild, or not rebuild. They had to build another camp, and it which was that and it was sucks. ugly, and it was yeah. ugly. And then, and then, and then, what Rob created uh, from challenge to tribal that period of time in the history of Survivor, to me, that was the worst, worst time between challenge and tribal. Um, just because nobody was allowed to play the game. They're all sitting around talking about dunking Oreos and how sharp Rob's blade is. And, and, and they're just like, Sarah and Sophie are desperate for a conversation and it's just not happening. So it was very, very terrible to watch. And that created the unwinnable scenario for Rob where he is both a threat, a high-profile threat, he has no one who trusts him, and he's a bully. It just isn't going to work. Uh, now, you, you asked several times during your answer, what else did Rob have to do? He could have done other things. Right? I would love to hear him, but I don't think they would have resulted in him still being okay, on the beach. But, okay, okay, but hear me out. I think if he had gone to Sophie, if he had been the first one to go to Sophie and Sarah and say, hey, Adam is a backstabber and Ben is a dummy, he would have had a legitimate a legitimate case and here's the thing sarah and sophie are supposed to be behind the numbers and so he comes out that way and says hey let's vote adam off he's a turncoat and and if he had continued to apply the pressure that he was applying on adam from the previous tribe i think that could have could have been a legitimate strategy would it have worked i don't know we can't we can't say right but but what he did was seal his fate because he allowed his panic to overtake his 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 processes and all he could think was control 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 and it didn't work it does go to show that players when they are in a situation where they feel pressured they 
always go back to their base instinct. Right. And his base instinct is to push people around a little bit, be a little bit of a kingpin, and try to secure what he wants and then lock it down. Don't let anyone mess with it. Don't let anyone have those side conversations. And that is what won him the season in Redemption Island. I mean, he just basically yeah. instituted that buddy system, took it all the way to the mm-hmm. end, and he mm-hmm. was obviously the guy that was running the show. So he got the he got the win, and he deserved it then. And I wish that there had been a better play for him. I wish that he had had any real ally on that Tribe of Five because I think for the sake of the season, it is going to be a little bit more boring now. Is there a lot of story left to be told? Absolutely. And seeing him on EOE might actually give uh, Natalie a little bit of competition. So who knows what's going to happen there. But I'm definitely bummed. It's it's sad to be sure. We lost Tyson. We lost Rob. We're losing all these cool players, man. And I'll say one last thing yeah. from from the previous scenario. I think I think if Rob had had full control of his his logic centers of his brain, I think he would have realized that the fact that nobody's going off and talking to each other during during the fire seen you know during during that period of time it should have told him something like he should have gotten a sense that look they're just gonna nod at me when i'm not looking and and that'll be it it just it was very disappointing um it was i guess good television but this is disappointing from rob that that he reacted so strongly to to that fear but it goes to show you nobody nobody is immune from from the effects of of fear I think that Boston Rob could have made significantly different choices leading up to the tribe swap that could have really yes. put him in a better position. Yes. If last week, or excuse me, two weeks ago, if he hadn't been so gun ho after Adam and had just worked yes. with them all and voted for Ethan, I would have been kind of disappointed in him for voting against someone on his tribe. However, he would be in much better standing with Ben and Adam than he is yes. now. And they yes. probably would have been willing to work with them because they are smart players. Adam especially knows how smart Sophie is and how good of a strategist Sarah is. And he may have been able to be convinced. Again, impossible to know. But that does bring up all this talk of vote outs does bring up the edge of extinction which we didn't get to see this week at all i thought that was kind of a good thing we had a lot of new tribe dynamics to cover but this season so far has resulted in a lot of vote offs where all of those people who are now populating the edge of extinction are kind of old school players the most new school player is natalie who was voted off first and she won her season in season 29 which is you know five and a half years ago now everyone else yeah. is even older than that starting with i suppose ethan and amber probably being the oldest ones why mm. do you think the edge of extinction is skewing so hard towards the old school players i don't really have a, a super strong opinion on this I, I i think there's there's a i think it's more individual than that okay I think I think each vote out has been for its own reason. If I were to hazard a guess, I would say that the old school players play a little bit more slowly than the new generation of players right. do. And that lends itself to being out of the loop on, you know, what's changing on their way to tribal, on their on their walk to tribal. And even during tribal, there they feel that loyalty and that comfort in loyalty um, that new generation just does not feel. They do not feel that, and sure. so they're they're ready to cling on to the lowest branch that they can find, and 
you know, just so that they feel safe and the, 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 you know, it, it's like I said, though, it's, it, it's too, or too many dynamics at play. I think that a lot of it, like you said, is more of an individual situation. I think a lot of it too is luck of the draw. Let's say that original Sele hadn't gone to tribal first and voted off Natalie. Let's say that they mm-hmm. had voted off Danny first, um, or maybe Adam. I don't know. Yeah, Natalie would have been a huge help in those challenges. And original to call by by nature of that was able to sit out their weakest physical players in multiple challenges and then get an upper hand. I mean, Sandra sat out what two or three challenges i'm not sure and tony sat out one as well they had one where they set out two of their worst players for that challenge right yeah and that can't be overstated being able to take your your worst person and just putting them onto sandra's bench so part of that has to be taken into the equation and then i think the other thing too is these older school players like you said play a little slower and they really didn't show a willingness to play that faster paced game they weren't ready to adapt ethan and danny and Amber, I think especially those three, didn't look like they had ever found their footing. They were relying on other people, and when those other people couldn't pull through for them, that was it. And they went to That's the edge right. of extinction. That's Natalie, right. I think, is the only one that really got voted out and wasn't in the same bucket as those it's other kind ones. Of yeah. Kind of a fluke. Yeah. Kind of a fluke and outlier. So, Caleb, through the tribal swap, we had some interesting things happen. Some... Uh, new dynamics shown, new friendships, existing histories of the different dynamics that we saw develop. Which of these were the most compelling? The new DeKal tribe with that Michelle and Wendell awkwardness. <laughs> that was so funny because <laughs> being completely honest, I think a lot of times when you watch this show, you can tell that the players are interacting in a kind of a superficial way because they're trying to get on each other's good sides and the cameras are right there. So they're trying to be kind to one another and everything. I felt like with Wendell and Michelle, if the cameras hadn't been there, (laughs) there may have been a legitimate fight happening. I don't know what happened on social media. They seem to be very cordial towards one another now. Michelle put up a tweet yesterday that said, you know, sorry to Wendell in advance for tonight, basically, because she knew that a lot of her confessionals were going to be kind of bashing him in the episode. They seem to be fine now. But in that episode, it seemed very, very awkward. The other thing that I love on that tribe is you have the kind of the cool girl club with Michelle and Parvati. Parvati, of course, loves a girls alliance. You can't really have a majority with two on a tribe of five. But they clearly clicked very, very early. And I think that even though they were both on the same tribe originally, I don't think they had gotten a lot of one-on-one time together. And they seem to be working really, really well together. And they're going to need to because those other three guys, Nick, Wendell, and Yule, seem to be extremely tight. So if they go to tribal and they're not rock solid, they don't have a prayer. One last thing that I think is really bizarre is Sandra and Tony. Because the last time we saw them play together was on Survivor Game Changers. And they hated each other that season. It was a feud. They hated each other's guts. And now they seem to be getting along just fine. And it's a really cool pairing because Sandra is a very, very good manipulator. But Tony is an excellent strategist. So if you put them together, I think you have a really formidable duo. Like, they could do a lot of damage to other people. And... We haven't gotten to see that yet because their tribe has been so big. They've been kind of swallowed up by the other 
you know, greater Yule and Sophie alliances, but now they're on their own and maybe they can really make some fireworks. Yeah, I like that. I like that segment. Caleb, you've done it again. You you did do it again. You took a one answer question and you gave two answers. And I think that was three, Ben. One of those one of those answers was uh, was mine. You gave three answers and one was mine. You're welcome. So Yep, you here's a new leaf for you to turn over, I think, is that you just give one answer. <laughs> no, no. Look, man, if we if we were gonna not share our thoughts on this, we wouldn't have a podcast, okay? Hey, look, look, share your thoughts. Share your thoughts. By all means, I will copy them and paste them. So, sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> I gotta go with Wendell and Michelle. Dude, that was I mean, so funny. gosh. It's like I couldn't watch. I both couldn't watch and couldn't turn away at the exact same time. So I, here's the here's the thing though. I think I could see that negative tension turning around. I think yeah. that I mean there's so there's so much friction there right now that it makes me think there's still feelings there. Here's my hot take. I think that they can turn it around and I think they can get over their struggles. And furthermore, I think they could be a really good duo. But in order to do that, I think Wendell has to make it through this next episode and give him some time to warm up to Michelle. It sounds like whatever happened between them, it was his fault initially, or that's right. that's the impression that we're given with the edit. Um, so I'd like to see Wendell, you know, turn that negative tension into a, into a bond of sorts and yeah. use it in this game um to to get himself a little bit further and same for michelle do you know what the dynamic between wendell and michelle reminded me of it reminded me of a traveling salesman episode of the office where pam (laughs) previously dated danny cordray and he was like did we did we and (laughs) it was so awkward (laughs) i want more I want more drama. <laughs> Give it to me. Give me the drama. That's why I oh, watch Survivor, man. man. Yeah. These players so are all game. They're no drama. Give me the yeah, drama. Yeah. They should have put them on the same tribe to begin with. What were the yeah, producers they thinking? They knew uh, they had dated. Just, <laughs> just put them on the edge of extinction. That start be, them off. Uh, start them off on the edge of extinction the first like three days on on the island, and uh, come up with some excuse for it. And uh, and give us that that TV magic that we all crave. So we saw. Speaking of the edge of extinction, and let's and let's paddle on over there. Let's get let's get let's get. I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Uh, let's yeah. Let's get in our hop in our boat and paddle on over. So the edge of extinction. Who do you see? Uh, going to the edge of extinction next week and joining the rest of our survivors there. And I guess give me one pick per tribe. I can definitely do that. Uh, I'll give you one and then you can give me your one from the same tribe and we'll go back and forth until we go through the three tribes. So the first one I was thinking was Sele. And I think the most likely person, let's say they go to tribal council, based off of what we've seen so far, I think it would be Parvati. 
And that's mostly just because Nick, Wendell, and Yule seem to be as tight as a three as three people can be in this game. Is it possible that maybe Nick swoons over poverty and votes with them? Is it possible that Wendell, you know, tries to get back in good with Michelle during this time on an island? It's possible, but they're tight with Yule, and Yule is just extremely logical. And I think that if they have the opportunity to vote out poverty, they're going to take it. Yeah, I'm really excited about watching the Sele tribe. Um, throughout the rest of this, uh, however long this tribe lasts. I think it's going to be Yule versus Parvati, right? And I think that it's either going to be Wendell or Parvati. So I, I kind of agree with you there. I think Wendell would uh, do well for himself to patch things up with Michelle. I think he would, in that way, kind of give himself a little bit more time in the game. If he creates an issue out of this drama, then people are going to want him gone. That's just how it's going to work. Now, I think it I think it will likely be Parvati because in Yule versus Parvati, I think Parvati's got the charm, but Yule has the entire like he's he is two steps ahead of every one of his opponents that we've seen so far. I, I'm excited about this matchup because I think Parvati could do it, but I think uh, I think Yule's going to keep his his group intact because he's emotionally intelligent and strategically intelligent enough to do so. I think Parvati's best play, too, is to pray that once she sees Boss and Rob has bequeathed his fire tokens to her, that maybe he can find one of those extinction advantages and try to sell it to her. And I'm sure she would buy it given the situation that she's in. It's no secret to her that she and Michelle are in the minority. And I think that maybe she's a good enough social player that she can convince them. But Yule is just so darn logical. I mean, the dude is a management consultant. He's been making buku bucks, teaching executives how to And I'm sure he's good at it. Yeah, he's been teaching executives how to deal with their employees in a very smart and thoughtful way. He He's just, he's a chess master, right? And he's playing 4D chess, and everyone else is out there playing Big Tom's checkers. And he's just, <laughs> he's just doing it. He's just nice doing it so cut. well, you know? Shout out to Survivor Africa, which I just watched recently. Big Tom. Dude, Big who knew Tom. that Big Tom was so good at checkers? Can you what? be good at checkers? Dude, he was smoking everyone. In there, like, just two moves you can make. When you beat people 10, 12 times in a row, you're good at checkers. No, you're cheating. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to DeKal. Um, okay. Who do you got? I, I'll go first. Okay. So I think uh, Sandra is in deep doo-doo hmm. uh, for several reasons, and not just because she contributes nothing to challenges, is a legitimate threat, and has won twice and calls herself the queen, mm-hmm. but also because... She said on that island in front of everyone that she is looking to get big names out. Um, And now nobody can trust her legitimately unless they somehow forget that she said that, which I don't know why you would. Um, Sandra is in big, big trouble. And we haven't seen a whole lot of very high level play from Sandra yet. If we are going to see it, it will be the next time to call us threatened. But I mean, and now is the time to prove it, Sandra. If you if you really are the queen, you can get your way out of this mess. But I mean, she's clearly the biggest threat in that tribe. I think a similar thing, except I picked Tony because I think he's going to be perceived to be the biggest threat. I think the underlying problem here for Tony and Sandra, now that they seem to be pretty good alliance members, is that Kim didn't ever feel close to them, even though they had a really long period of time on their former tribe where they could have been building that relationship with her. 
Kim made it very clear to Jeremy and Denise that she didn't feel safe with. And right. that is solely the fault of Tony and Sandra that they didn't build up that relationship. I think then once you establish that Kim is going to vote with Jeremy and Denise, it's just a question of who are they most afraid of. I think that the perception in the game is that Tony is more of a threat just because I think people respect his gameplay more than they respect Sandra's. I don't think these winners respect Sandra's strategy of anyone but me. Then again, I've been wrong. She won Heroes versus Villains when I thought Poverty was going to win for sure. And Sandra, you know what? If you win, you deserve to win. I'm not one of these people that thinks if you win, you're like a false winner because you didn't win the way I wanted you to. I think she deserved the win. So she could win, and it really could be either one of them, but I think it's going to be Tony, all things considered. Yeah, um, I I think that another dynamic that you're maybe not considering is the challenge dynamic because they'll have at least two or three more um, tr- more challenges after this. I mean, l- having someone like Sandra losing someone like who literally needed to be carried. Yeah, and and Tony and Tony did a lot of that carrying for them. Yeah, which which I don't think they'll forget. I think I think this is the opportunity to get out Sandra, where you're not going to hurt yourself in the long run. And at, furthermore, I think Tony's been playing a very smart social game mm-hmm. so far. He's been he playing has, a lot. He better. has adapted, and in the history of Survivor, if if we've learned anything, it's that adaptable players make it further. And Sandra. I, I can't I can't think of anything that she's done so far that I've been like, oh, I'm glad Sandra is playing Survivor this season. And um, that's not me hating on Sandra. It's just me expressing that I don't appreciate her as a person in this season. I guess it is kind of hate. Um. <laughs> I don't think it's hate. I think it's just recognizing, <laughs> you know, we don't like her gameplay as much. Here's why I like Sandra. We don't. And we haven't gotten this as much. I love it when Sandra creates a lie out of whole cloth and uses that lie to get one of her enemies out of the game. Think of JT in Game Changers. Yeah. She basically convinces him that some other person on their tribe ate all of, what is it, the jar of jelly? And he got (laughs) so mad that he mouthed off to everyone in the tribe and then they were willing to vote him off. That's the stuff to me about Sandra. I'm like, you know what? She's really, really, really smart. I like that from Sandra. And I love those classic Tony freakout runs where he runs across the beach because he's just going crazy thinking about his strategy. We've gotten one of those this season. I thought by episode five, we were going to have way more than one Tony run. So give us more Tony runs. So back to Sandra, the fact that you had to pull that from a previous season tells me everything that I need to know about Sandra's entertainment value this season. And uh, Rob has done that bold face lying tactic and it kind of worked for him. Um, although it ended up actually coming, coming to bite him in the rear. Yeah. I think, I think Sandra's in, in trouble. What do you think for the Yara tribe? I think now that they're a tribe of four, I think that Sophie and Sarah are firmly in control. I don't think there's hardly anything that's going to change that. I think the only thing that maybe could is if Sophie found out that Sarah has the steal of vote advantage, she might feel threatened by that because in late game situations, you don't want that in someone else's hands under any circumstances. So maybe Sophie would try to just flush that advantage right now. However, I don't think that Sarah told her. So I think they're going to work together. And who are you more threatened by, Adam or Ben? 
I think it's a pretty obvious choice. You're just going to yeah. get rid of Adam. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to get rid of Ben Dreebergen. He can help you in challenges. He can help you around camp. He's kind of a fun guy to be around. He's kind of a goofball. He's a nice guy. Adam is just a little more neurotic and crazy and schemy. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I really, actually, at this point, don't think we have a, a tighter two than Sophie and Sarah. Trial by fire, man. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that, you know, maybe stands between them is Sarah sharing that she has a steal a vote. Mm-hmm. If she does that on her own volition without it being flushed and comes to her and says, Hey, I've got this advantage. It could end up helping them out. Um, but it might cause tension in the meantime. They're, they're bulletproof in my opinion. And I think it's gotta be Adam. Um, I think the the aloofness that's my new word for Ben is he's just <laughs> aloof right when I when I when I hear the word aloof I think of some just like you know lanky guy going out there running his mouth saying everything that he feels and just not thinking above the base base level of social interaction and uh, that's that's Ben Dreebergen. and I think with that there's no way that you target that person um at this point in the game i think the advantages that sarah and sophie have they're they're almost invincible i would be shocked if adam was not the next vote out if yara ends up going to tribal and i will add on i think the most likely tribe to go to tribal council again is yara because i think they're physically the weakest by quite a bit and i think that they're in puzzles the weakest by quite a bit. They should have had Boston Rob do that last puzzle. We might be having a totally different conversation. I think Sophie can turn it on when she needs to in a puzzle. If it's anyone but Sophie, they don't have a shot. I, Adam Adam is awful at puzzles. Ben, I wouldn't. I don't know if he's ever done a puzzle. Um, and <laughs> man, we just dunk on on poor Ben fire. all the time. Straight that fire. poor man. Okay. On a more serious note, one thing I did want to get in before we uh, call it a day is major props to Sophie and Sarah for having two bankable advantages in a a situation where you're two and a five and you're in the minority. The steal of vote could not be more powerful. And Sarah... I would have done it. Oh, I know, right? Like I would have. On some of you, you got to be like, I just have to get through to one more vote. I have to get to one more challenge and one more day on this island. Why not? Let's just use it. Let's just use it. No big deal. But she just sat on it and was totally cool under pressure. I don't know if that's because she, I don't know if you know this, but Sarah is a law enforcement officer. I Um, I don't think she's mentioned it much in this season. Something about that. Yeah. Some cops are, cops are us. I think cops are us. (laughs) I love cops are us, but anyway, you know, good for them. I was very impressed. I thought that Sarah was going to use it just, you know, just in case I would have absolutely used it and props to her. Not only finally voting out Boston Rob, Yep. you know, and getting it together and making it happen. I mean, especially under those circumstances, I, I would love if either Sophie or Sarah ended up winning this, this season. Sophie, I think is, I think she's going to win. I think Sarah might too. I think, think Sophie so? is. Yeah, I do. <sighs> Maybe this pick won't happen, but it just seems like she is making all the right choices, talking with all the right people. I think that everything's falling right into place right when she needs it, and she's 
you know, she's making some bets and they're they're going her way. We've praised Sophie quite a bit, and I, I think for good reason. Uh, the one thing we haven't seen from Sophie is what she does when she's feeling threatened. She hasn't received a vote yet. To, to the edit so far, nobody is really calling out her smarts or her strategic play yet. I, I love that. I love that she's able to play and nobody notice. I think, I think it's so dangerous, and I would love to see her win. Or Yule. I think are are my two top contenders at this point. I mean, it's Survivor. Anything could happen. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. I'm going to go take a cough drop and go to sleep. Feel better, Ben. Talk to you guys next week.